coming in at the top of the interview here. Today I have Kyle Kidd, and holy crap, Kyle can sing. This is insane. When Gall sent me the list for virtual show CLE, which is happening this Friday, 8 p.m., Kyle Kidd and um, Casey Barger, I was checking out Kyle's stuff and just was blown away with the voice coming from Kyle. This is, yeah, yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how a... Uh, Zoom is going to handle it. It's going to blow up. It's going to be insane. you got to tune in and check this one out. Um, Kyle is everywhere. Kyle's career is blowing up, playing all over the States, in Paris, England, recording movies, playing in operas, hanging out with the Algiers, playing in Morning at Black Star. You guys, this is insane. Just check it. Here's Kyle Kidd. And before you get to Kyle Kid, I uh, I keep forgetting to do this. Please like, subscribe, comment, leave us a review on Apple for the podcast. It's gonna help this get seen and help the artists get heard by more. Thank you, Kyle Kid. All right, friends, where's that? Zig at the gig podcast. I'm hanging out with Kyle Kid. Kyle, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Oh snap! I whoops. I'm good. My uh, drive just unplugged, but that's fine. Ugh. I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, trying to navigate the madness of being quarantined and like, oh man, today was like, I slept in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. My day gig's a teacher. So for the okay. last like uh, the last five years, I teach an adapted music course uh, for kids with autism. Okay. And I started doing that while I was going to school. So. The last five years has been waking up at three, five, and four in the morning. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So now that I get time to sleep in, my body's like used to being like, you're going to need it. Monday's coming up. And I'm like, oh, yes. Uh. So today my alarm didn't go off and I woke up and I had to do our, the first interview with Case. And I'm like, ah. So I'm just like, go, 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 go. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what's, how have you been handling a quarantine? You know what? I've been taking it easy. Um, I've been staying busy as I possibly can. I'm used to being on the go. So um, I'm cooking a lot. Nice. Um, I'm going out for walks a lot um, just around my neighborhood or like on a nature trail or something like that and cooking more. And I've, I've started some gardening. I used to garden oh, yeah? a lot when I was younger with my grandmother and you know, life happened and it got away from me. So here I am entering back into that space. So it's been pretty good. That's awesome. But out of all the madness, I think there's going to be a lot of self-healing and like appreciation for each other. It's as much as the all this horrible shit is going on. I think there's going to be a lot of good from it. For least. sure. I, I know I've um, I've been taking time. I, I struggled. um with the month of February, um, while I was home, I ended up getting laryngitis and I had it for Ooh. about four weeks. So, um, I was supposed to be back on the road in London. Yeah. And, uh, I, I was, I was kind of anxious because, um, I didn't know how I was going to do that. Yeah. Um, with me just coming, you know, and it's a muscle, so you got to work it out in order to get it back in shape and stuff like that. And I didn't have the time. So I was like nervous about that. And then this happened and I was kind of like, it was kind of bittersweet because I was kind of like, uh, I wanted to be in London and continue my life. But now I've been able to, um, really go on voice rest and take care of myself. Um, so it's kind of like a bittersweet thing for me. What was that? I was going to, well, you're going to come back like, 
swinging. It's going to jump right oh, back yeah. into it. I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. I, um, I've been working on a lot of things, you know, just behind the scenes, preparing for once things lighten up for us. Um, so all of my, you know, all of my, you know, um, promotional things that I wanted to get done, like things that I hadn't been able to do also because I've been busy, I've been yeah. able to pay attention to. So, uh, again, it's been like bittersweet, but, yeah, you know. I mean, so you've been doing a lot of like, so you're in London, you're in Paris, which, I was that, supposed I was supposed to go to London. I did not make it to London due to okay. the pandemic, but I was in Paris. Yes. Yeah, I saw a bunch of was it pictures on Instagram, and it looked like it was a blast. How did oh, it um, was amazing? How did you start playing? Well, you're from Cleveland, right? Yes. So how born did and you, raised. How did you start performing in Cleveland and getting to play in Paris? Like. That's so, a big so question. I know. So <laughs> we're going to take It's hilarious. Um, so I've always been um, a vocalist. Um, you know, since a young child, I was uh, very much in a music, musical theater. My father was a pastor. So I was, of course, you know, yeah. started in the church. But um, after I left, after I went to college and I studied vocal performance for a while, I Where'd left you school. Where'd go? I went to University of Akron. Okay. Um, and, you know, I kind of got wild, you know, <laughs> like every other college student who uh, grows up with parents as educators and a pastor. And um, so I kind of took on the idea of wanting to um, pursue music in a different way. Um, and I joined Morning a Black Star um, late 2015. Okay. Um, and from that, we started touring and things like that. And the um the individual that i started uh going to doing operas with uh by the name of richard kennedy i met him on instagram actually we met probably in september i want to say september of last year and uh morning a black star was actually going on tour and he came to see um see us when we were in new york and like right on the spot he he, uh, played in new york sorry Oh, um, I can't remember the name of the venue. Uh, it was in Brooklyn. We always okay. play in Brooklyn. We normally play at Secret Project Robot, but this time around we did not because Secret Project Robot, I believe, was closed um, at that time. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but um, it was in Brooklyn. Okay. And uh, Richard came out to see me. That was our first time meeting. And at the end of the... And everything that possibly could have went wrong with that show, it was a <laughs> DIY show, went wrong. None of the mics worked. So oh, we kind of were just passing around one mic between all the vocalists and You guys got a work. lot of vocalists, too. <laughs> exactly. So, but it was a fun, very, very fun experience. And at the end of the show, Richard came up to me and said, all right, I'm going to go, but... Um, do you want to go to Richmond, Virginia and do an opera in November? Oh. I said, sure. So um, I, I went out to, uh, I went out there and met the rest of the company who he's working with. And we've been like family ever since. Um, and the next thing was to go to uh, Paris. We went to Paris and filmed a movie. Um, and Whoa. yeah, it's, Whoa. it's been kind of fast paced ever since. What do you, uh, can you say the movie? Can you plug it? Is it out? Can we see it? It's it's not it's not completely out, um, but it will be out um, okay. this year. Um, they premiered um, some of the audio and visual um, content. Um, what was it? 
two or three weeks ago when I was in New York. Um, I was in New York rehearsing for the opera that we're doing in uh, London. And uh, it's... <sighs> It's the the film is called Mask Off, um, but with the subtitle, uh, you can't have any uh, barbecue sauce if you didn't get chicken nuggets. <laughs> if you didn't order chicken nuggets, I'm sorry. Uh, and it's it's, it's, it's amazing. It's it's a real story. Oh, and, man, um, that's it's, awesome. It's, it's amazing. Um, so for any of your listeners, I definitely will recommend that they follow uh, Richard Kennedy. It's Mr. Richard Kennedy on um, Instagram. He has some amazing things coming up, and they can follow the movie um, as it develops. Um, and we're still in the process of filming it. We were just in Paris, but we're going to continue filming more as we're going to all these different countries. So, Wow, that's an Okay, that's a lot to unpack in the first opening bit. You are active and going at it, and that is amazing. Wow. Like, okay. (laughs) It was very unexpected, but, you know, it's everything. I left my job um, about two years ago. What were you doing? Oh, sorry. I was, um, no, you're okay. I was uh, over the youth and young adult program at the uh, LGBT Center of Greater Cleveland, um, providing programming and independent living skills and, support groups for our youth and young adults ranging from uh, about 13 to 24. Um, And so I left that during that full time to uh, be a full time musician um, and artist touring and things like that. So, um, yeah, it kind of just kind of took off. You were already being a superhero before you went to go be a superhero. Damn, I, I that's mean, amazing. No, that's an important uh, for, uh, an important organization, and there's a lot of people that need that help and support. And, like, it just it, – a lot of things in life just takes hearing from somebody who's gone through it or is going through it too. Listening, as big as, uh, as it is for music, is Excuse you know, me. as it is for everything in life. So that's yeah. incredible. That's an incredible thing. It it's, it's been a fun, fun journey. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So did you, when you left your job, were you at that time playing with Morning a Black Star? Yes. So that was one of the biggest reasons that I left um, my job because Morning a Black Star um, was taking off in a different way than it was before. And um, our touring schedule was a bit more demanding and just gigging. Um, And so I wanted to be able to dedicate myself to that and open up myself to having the space to take on more. Um, and it was just kind of like, you know, wanting to fall into what I wanted to be my reality. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how I got there. And uh, I got a lot of community support. Um, and, it, and, it, and it just turned out great. And so um, I feel like it prepared me for situations like this as well to... Um, to not, kind of not really know what's going to happen, but like trusting the process and trusting myself to um, see it through and make uh, the proper and, well, I don't want to say proper because nothing, you know, within this yeah. situation is necessarily considered proper, but making the necessary adjustments, you know, for myself to see myself, you know, making it through this. So. For sure. There's no, in anything you want to do in life, I feel there's no clear-cut path, even if it is like a career in accounting or whatever it is. There's standards, but the standards don't always apply to, like, exactly. getting your reality to be your what what you want it to be. 
And, exactly. Um, so that's okay. So with Morning a Black Star, I uh, I know Feek pretty well. He was mm-hmm. married to my best friend's mom, Liz. Oh, cool. Okay. So my friend Gabe, um, uh, we kind of grew up with Feek a bit, and like, uh, I I don't know, did he start Morning a Black Star or did he, he did. join? Okay. No, so he he started uh, Morning a Black Star um, in late 2015, and it was originally. Um, uh, him and uh, Latoya Kent and James Longs, and they were already a band. And so um, my plans were to move to L.A. Like, I was preparing myself to move to L.A. Um, and, you know, I just was kind of, like, looking to get into some some things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, until it was time for me to move. And so Latoya Kent, who is my god sister, she was like, well, I'm in this band and we're about to do our first show. We need a background vocalist. Would you be interested? I said, sure. <laughs> so I went to a rehearsal and I sang background parts, you know, kind of creating them there. And Rafi kept telling me, like, well, sing a little more. Let me hear you. You know, what, what are you singing over there? And so I was, like, just singing whatever I wanted kind of yeah. situation. And um, we get to the actual show, which was, like, that following weekend or something like that. And he hands me a microphone. Hmm? Do you remember where it was at? It was at Mahal's. It nice. was at Mahal's. Um in the basement. Okay. In the locker room. And he walked up to me um, and another person who was singing with us at the time um, with a box. And it was wrapped and it had a microphone in it once I opened it. And he said, welcome to the band. You're officially Aww. in the band. And I looked at him and I kind of, me being the person I am, I was like, well, how are you going to tell me what I'm in or what I'm doing? <laughs> hey, yeah. You know? And he kind of just looked at me and was like, you're in the band. And, <laughs> you know... <clears throat> the rest is history. Their album was done. Yeah. The Black Music, um, which was our first uh, studio recording, uh, was done. And uh, we had to go back into the studio weeks later so that I could record and be on that album. So, What did that look is, like, if you don't mind me asking? Did you guys go to a... Uh, I remember, so a long time ago, me, Gabe, and our friend Ben... And our friend Nikki recorded with Feek at Zombie Proof Studio. That's which, where we recorded. Uh, okay, on the reel, the reel, <clears throat> and we just he had, he said lay me down a, a groove, a, um, a a track, and he had lyrics he just put on top of it, and he, it was yep. when Feek was doing a Thurston Moore's uh yep. re- label, and like he had this song about Kim, and like. So th- we were that band, me, Gabe, and uh, Nikki and Ben. Wow. So okay. I, I haven't heard those recordings since then, so I don't know if they still exist. So, okay, so you go to the Zombie Proof, which is an experience with itself because it of the, the real, the real, and you gotta like, I can't remember the guy. Who is the engineer? Is that guy? Paul. Uh, Paul. Yeah, Paul. Yes. Oh, man, Paul was awesome. But, uh, okay, so you go in there, everything's tracked. I don't know what that looks like analog to add someone in but so well so what happened was i kind of basically got my own individual individualized songs that he created and so we just went and added more tracks Uh, okay okay um and the, the funny story about that is that was um, that was kind of... So I was there when they originally recorded that project. I just didn't know what it was. Like, I was just there observing. Yeah. And so it was down the line that I was asked to sing background. But um, so this was my second time kind of meeting Paul. And so 
Um, we went to go like set up, you know, the recording and stuff. And I get there and we go to record the music. And so um, I start singing and Paul like stops the track and turns around and looks and says, okay, so Feek, we're going to have to figure this out because <laughs> um, Kyle's going to blow my microphones and my speakers. <laughs> so we ended up having, I ended up having to sing from the hallway you've been in there before i ended up having to sing my tracks from the hallway because paul was like yeah you're just gonna blow my stuff out like i've never (laughs) recorded someone with a voice like yours and so that's my funny story about recording with paul for the first time that's amazing um Um, and so we ended up getting black music That's so cool. Uh, with were you in that? I know they have two rooms. They have the kind of living room, mm-hmm. and then so you were in the hall that was like in between where the control room was, right? I was where the steps were. Okay, that's <laughs> I awesome. was where the steps are. Yeah. yeah as so. soon as Gall told me um, that'd be interviewing you, I started checking you out, like and looking on your page, and I'm like, holy crap! I don't even know how you're gonna do Gall's show. I don't know how yeah, you're gonna it's do. Gonna be- it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting. You're gonna blow it's it gonna up. Be interesting. You're gonna blow it up. It's gonna be amazing. Like <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Well, and the thing about it is I feel like um I love situations like this because it challenges me as a vocalist. You know, sometimes when I go places, I'm always brought in as the loud, you know, very powerhouse vocalist. And um now I get to like kind of experiment with all the different uh positions or departments that my my vocal ability uh has or can be so we'll see it might be an epic fail on my part it might be good we'll see you know on your part you're gonna be fine you're gonna kill it it's gonna be great (laughs) and what's great about the live streaming thing is like wow the stream you know it just can't it's the audio no one's gonna blame the artist they're gonna blame the medium (laughs) so you're well it is what it is so i thank you though i'm gonna see we'll see because I, I did the second one, and it, it's a really cool experience. It's a really cool I experience. Haven't, so I haven't been able to catch, like, full ones, but I've been able to, like, experience just off of what's been posted or, you know. Um, so I'm really, really excited to see how it turns out. I've um, I People have been asking me, you know, for the past two weeks, like, when are you going to do a virtual concert? And I'm like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. <laughs> you know, I want it to be right. So yeah. um, I'm very excited to do um, do this and, um, be a part of just this amazing thing that I think, um, offers artists an opportunity to continue to do what we are committed to doing. For um, sure. And I think it's a one, I think it's important what you said there that you're waiting. Cause I feel like a lot of people are like, huh, huh, look at me, I'm on I'm live. And you know, yeah. And the more people kind of manically just throw stuff out there, they're not, giving uh, the time to develop how they want to present themselves, if that makes sense. For sure. And that is, that's been exactly what I, I've been trying to do is um, make sure that everything that I put out as an artist uh, falls, um, falls how I want it to fall. If it, with the control that I do have, I don't, I yeah. can't control everything, but you know, it's always a representation of me and a representation of the art that I create. And also, um, the setup is not going to be what I normally do, you know? Yeah. Um, I will be bringing in a friend of mine who I've actually been touring with, um, 
you know, doing the operas. Uh, her name is Rashonda Reeves. She is the MD as well as uh, an amazing, amazing uh, pianist. So uh, we've been working on some stuff. She's in Texas right now. She huh. escaped New York. Nice. Uh, good, good. Before they shut down. So she's in Texas and we've kind of been FaceTiming and rehearsing every day. Um, How does that look like? Is, is it? Is there a lag? Does it pan out all right? There is, there is a, a, a small lag, but um, we're pushing through. We're trying to make sure it works. Um, and we've been exploring all the different possible ways that we can go about it on our end yeah. to, um, to make it work you know, in our favor. But like you said earlier, you know, it's only so much we can do. And so, you know, it's, it's we're just going to work it out. Yeah. The fact that you even make an effort one, I feel like for both partners, you're like, Oh, finally it, interaction. I'm still doing what I do. You know, I think that's more yeah. important maybe than how the rehearsal goes. <laughs> well, and I think, I think, um, again, this is important for artists because a lot of people are struggling um, just with the idea of that we've given up our our lives of um, of being, quote unquote, I guess, normal, having a nine to five, if yeah. there is a such thing as normal, um, you know, committing ourselves to our art. And so this is what we live, you know, so the, to not be able to do that. And, you know, for me, I lost my all of my gigs within a matter of like 48 hours. I, so I hundred I'm I'm there with you a hundred percent. Yeah, so you you get it like you know yeah. they were it was email after email after email. Um, like I said, I was supposed to be in London, and then I was supposed to come back and tour with Morning a Black Star, um, supporting Oshun, um, as well as um, U.S. Girls. Um, so that was going to be about two weeks of touring as well. And then I was going to turn right back around and go to Paris. So to have like all of those things and other things in between that, like literally just be canceled, you know, and then you start to think like, okay, how I'm going to pay my rent, (laughs) you know? So, um, you know, this is healing. This is, this is a great opportunity for, you know, everybody involved, I think. Um, and again, I'm excited to just, you know, be able to feed myself yeah. um, or my spirit with being able to, you know, do this. Definitely. And it's it, like this whole break reprieve is kind of important too. like, cause that touring schedule, I don't know how many dates were you looking at when you were in London? Like you're going that far. It's gotta be a few. Yeah. So I was going to be in London. Um, let me think. I was going to be in London for 10 days. 10 days. How I want to say. Um, and then I was turning up, turning back around. I was going to have, uh, I think, a few, probably like nine days until we started um, really, really honing in to prepare to go on tour with Oshun first. Um, and then coming off of tour with Oshun, we go, we would have went straight into U.S. girls. So, gotcha. you know. So that's 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 a hustle. That's a road dogging for sure. <laughs> yeah, but the, I mean, that's what I love. I love it, and it's a hard. It's hard, you know. A lot of yeah. people see it as, you know, like, oh, you're just out having fun and you're raging no. and you're being a superstar. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, I'm actually looking like, okay, how am I gonna eat? Like, you know, because none of it. It's all DIY. Yeah, you know. Which so is, it's, it's figuring it out yourself. Yeah, which is badass because like. You, when you go on tour, there's like a social media perception is that it's like, oh, these guys, mm-hmm. they made it. They're out there. They're hitting the road. You're like, yeah. no, I'm at this spot in Brooklyn, which 
has a notorious amount of DIY spots, some of which are really cool. Like uh, mm-hmm. me and Gall, actually, who put this on, we did like a, two years ago, we did a run in New York, and we did like seven shows in four days, and like wow. four of them were like DIY spots. One was like a venue, and then <laughs> and then some mic nights in between. But like there's so much happening in Brooklyn, which is really cool. But the, that's how you go. You got to go out there. You got to hit the DIYs. You got to meet the mm-hmm. bands so you can get in the venues and go out there yep. and you keep hustling. And maybe by like the 16th tour, you're actually uh, making a little bit that to, to, to pay for the ride home. Well, and, and I think, like you said, like there's this glorified, romanticized idea of what touring and being on the road as an artist is. And it's not that. Yeah. I mean, you know, Morning of Black Star alone is... Um, we're eight people. Yeah, that's so, a couple you know, cars. <laughs> well, and we get a, we get a van, but like being in a van for the majority of the time, and then like the housing, and you know, you know, getting lodging for eight people, whether it's for one night or a weekend or whatever, is expensive. But mm-hmm. you know, you don't have alone time. So you have to find the balance in that as well, so that you can stay sane. Yeah, you know. Um, but like it, the times we're living in now, like. I'm I'm excited to be on tour and be, you know, bundled up in a van with eight people because it means human contact and being around people. Yeah. So for sure. um, you take those moments for granted, but um, it's not glorified. And and a lot of times, you know, our first few tours that we did, there was no taking any money home. Everything went back into, you know, the band fund to make sure yeah. when we turn around, we can pay for our album that we're going to be recording next or, you know, making sure that um, all the cosmetic things of just keeping a band together are taken care of. Like, uh, it's a million things yeah. that, you know, we have to put our money towards before we can pay ourselves. Yeah, you, so. you got to pay for your URL. You can't you, mm-hmm. you can't book mm-hmm. gigs unless you have a website. Apparently, is it? it I uh, yeah. I play in a band called C Level, letter C dash. Okay. And okay. Uh, we've uh, I feel like I've heard of I've heard of you. All we've before. definitely we have played high top together a few times. Okay. Yeah. 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 You guys played at the music shop right after we played at the dog whatever by the the, the um, ah, I can't remember that whatever was next to the movie theater. Seasonally okay. last year, and I know we played it this year, but on different days, we've been running circles a lot. And like, I was gonna say that <laughs> that's, I, and I, I I love that though. Like, I love the idea of almost running in circles and not being able to catch one another because it means that people are working, yeah, and people are able to create their art and make their music. Um, and as much as I would love to be there to support a lot of my other friends who are performing, you know, it always comes back to, well, we're busy yeah. and, you know, um, cause there are a lot of, a lot of times where artists aren't able to be busy and aren't able to get work. So I always get excited when we're running in circles, trying to catch one another. No, hundred percent. It's cool. It's, it's, it's it kind of, it reminds me of this quote from Joe Strummer, um, where he, summed up it's there's enough room for everybody to do their music and be able to fill out a stadium it is and it like, is you can be you can be doing your style i can be doing my style in the same time the same town and we can both fill up the queue if it's done you know if it's done and right it, seriously and and i love that because i think um even in this time uh you know supporting one another and finding ways to support one another to keep 
um, our heads above water. Like, I know we have a group text between the band and we, you know, try and talk on a regular basis of like, hey, who has an album coming out this week? Like, let's buy it as a band. And then if you want to buy it individually as well, you should buy it individually. Like, we are really trying to encourage um, one another and keep it as a unit um, to make sure that we are purchasing all um, if, uh, well, I'm not going to say all, but as much as we can of artists who, you know, are independent, um, releasing music and art, like how can we support them as a unit? Um, and that's important because, you know, you got to support your friends, especially showing them that you believe in what they're doing and that they have support. Um, cause it can be hard. It can be extremely hard. I know I've been trying to record and put something out for the longest and I always get stuck up like, uh, is this worth buying? Do, will people buy it? Like, do I even really like it? <laughs> yeah. Can I make, can I make a career as a vocalist? <laughs> you know, can I really sing? So uh, yeah. Sorry, just a little, a little. Yeah, you can. Well, that, but that comes with the natural, just imposter syndrome of like, you know, wanting know. something so bad and not yeah. knowing, you know, the, the things we do or the things we put in our head, you know, uh, of doubting ourselves. Yeah, you're so. your biggest critic for sure. No matter of course, if you're doing something creative, course. you just knock yourself down and like. Of course. It's a believing in yourself is a big deal, and it's a it's a hard muscle to like develop and like. The, the be able to say, to be, yeah, I like it. It's cool. It's cool. Maybe it's not 100% there, but it's good. It's good. Next. Well, and that's the, <laughs> that's the funny part about um, RA and our, and my relationship is, you know, when, when we go in and record, he's With always like, feek. we're just going to do one take. Yeah. I just wanted we're for gonna our do listeners, RA Washington is oh, also yeah. feek. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, feek. But... Um, yeah, and he's always like, you know, let's he's, just do one take. It's going to, you know, it's just raw expression. And I'm the type of person like, no, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. And I'm so, with you there. Um, I'm 100%. That's always been our thing. <laughs> um, so a lot of times, you know, I listen to our records and... Um, I'm overall I'm happy, but of course I'm breaking it away. Like I could have gone back and redid this. But when yeah. you're recording to, you know, uh, tape, you know, there's no like... That one take thing in. becomes a little more uh, drastic for sure. Yeah, and I, exactly. There's definitely a mindset to be had with that. I think a good balance of let me do it again and that was it is the key. Yeah. I think w with whatever, a balance is the key. And I think um, one that that was definitely something I learned with working with Paul and Feek uh, was, yep, that was it. Okay. What? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Moving. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think, um, I, you know, this is just for anybody. Um, if, if you want to go listen back to black music, which was our first album and every song on there is one take. One take. So I'm happy with that because, yeah. you know, I can break it apart, but I'm very pleased with what came out. <laughs> That's so, all. And you could say it was all one take. That's pretty bad. It badass. was all one take. It was all <laughs> one take. So you get to hear it all, you know, all the emotion and all the cracking and all the mistakes that I made. It was all in one take. <laughs> That's so. cool. That's that's so badass. Um going back to one thing that's badass that um as a unit, Morning a Black Star is going out and supporting local. And I think knowing Feek more so than anyone out of the group, I think that do you think that kind of comes from the guide the culture uh mentality sure. and is that is guide the culture still around or did that stop a couple years ago? 
Guide to Culture is no longer around um, as a brick and mortar, but um, all of the energy and the essence of um, Guide to Culture is still very, very much present. I feel like it's um, embedded in uh, through and through of um, the culture of Cleveland. Yeah. You know, Cleveland is in the midst of a renaissance, and I feel like there you can't speak of the, the renaissance of Cleveland right now without speaking of God to culture or even speaking of um, Feek because um, so much of what he's done and anyone who was a part of that um, organization, um, you know, we're seeing all of the things that are blooming and coming about now from any avenue of art, whether it's visual or, um, you know, literature or anything. So um, it's very much, you know, us wanting to do that is very much from... um, Rooted from that, but also all of us work in the community um, individually um, with whatever work we do. So um, that's just something we've committed to because our our community, you know, our Cleveland community has supported us so much. You know, yeah. going to South by Southwest, we needed support and people rallied behind us and donated how was um, that? on so many different levels. As a side I'm sorry. Note. How was that as a side note? Oh, South by Southwest. <laughs> it was amazing. It was so fun. Um, we learned the do's and don'ts of what, you know, <laughs> what we need to do in order to go forward. Um, we really rallied as a family um, of making sure that everyone was taken care of and everybody felt comfortable. Um, but also just being in a space where you have independent artists all going for it and meeting new people. And um, we got to see some of our, our old friends. We released um, our most uh, recent release uh, with Don Giovanni records. And we, uh, we were on the Don Giovanni official showcase, wow. but we, we had toured with uh, Lee Baines and the glory fires. Who's also on Don Giovanni records. We're- um, they were, they're from Alabama, right? Yep. So, yep. okay. I think I may have met you at their show opening for Mike Watt at the grog shop. You did. You probably That's did. Cause I was met. there. I think I was standing right by you. Cause I'm a, I'm a big Mike Watt fan and okay. they, they came on. I'm like, I'm a big fan now. And then you guys are all there. And then like you came up and you sang with them, yes. which was yes. so cool. And like, Oh yeah, yeah. Cause he was, uh, what's the lead singer of uh, Lee Baines? Lee, yeah, what the um, Lee was like, he he was hyping in between every song. I was like, yeah, oh, this is, he was just like he had this way of hyping up a crowd, and like that was Lee. an amazing show. And then you guys came up <laughs> and made it more amazing. Oh man! And then like, yes. and then Mike Watt, uh, I don't know if you're a Watt fan, but he came up and did. Oh, like just a minute man set which is like amazing like that was like probably the best show i've seen this year i, I was not familiar bill. with um with him before that um experience but i'm definitely a fan now but um just to speak about lee you know um it was so funny we were touring it was um, it was a Southern tour. It was uh, Morning of Black Star, Lee Baines and the Glorifiers, and Algiers, um, which that would that was our second time touring with Algiers. Yeah, um, I got I got some questions about that, but <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Um, and so we met Lee Baines, and it was so funny. Um, they 
uh, obviously them being from Alabama and everything, we're just kind of like, all right, so what, what what's up with Lee Banks? Like, what kind of music is this? And so we got down there, and the moment we met, like, it was just, like, instant, like, family. Um, and Lee and I hung out, like, one-on-one for a lot of the trip. Um, and just really locked in as just like connecting on a personal level, um, first through music, but outside of that. And um, so t- then to be at South by Southwest with them was a very um, sacred experience for us because um, they're just amazing. They're amazing people. Um, and like you said, he can get any crowd going. He has an amazing talent. The whole band has is just so amazing. And so... Um, that was one of the highlights for me of being there and also just hanging out with some more of our label mates who uh, we, you know, connected with instantly. Um, so I just love them, love, love, love them. And uh, I, I want to encourage any of your followers to follow Lee Baines um, and the Glorifiers as well because they are I doing it. We'll second that notion and plug them in along with everything because those guys are amazing. So amazing. And the sweetest people, like every, every time we get together, we have this um, running uh, joke, always saying like, anytime we get together, it's a family reunion. And it truly is. It truly, truly is. So I love them. That's okay. It's all coming. I forgot. I talked to you a little bit at that show too. I remember, I remember now, now that you're <laughs> saying something. I remember, uh, I remember you going up there singing with them and seeing Feek behind me and saying, what's up to Feek? Cause I haven't seen him in a while at that point. And mm-hmm. there was a member of your band. I didn't catch. I introduced myself to him too, but he had this this like denim jacket with like a moon that like William wh- okay. William Washington. Yeah. Yep. So I met him. I was like, dude, sick jacket. This show's amazing. You know these guys? And like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, we're from. I'm like, oh, I know you guys too. This is crazy. Oh uh, yeah. That, it's- it's that, all love. It's that all was love. such an amazing show. And, like, you can tell all that love and all that, like, compassion for each other and that bond you guys have built was present there. And, like, it, like, that was, yeah, that was such a cool event. That was such a cool show. Um, I'm so excited so to, uh, with, see them again. With the Algiers, those guys yes. are incredible. I came across them, and then I saw you guys were opening for them in Cleveland. I'm like... You guys are doing it. Like, I don't, you get, bands can tour all around. And, like, as a band that tours, I kind of know it's, it's hit or miss and it's you really trying mm-hmm. to get by and meet and connect. So I respect the hustle and the road dog and, like, mentality and going out there and doing it. But when you can hop on a bill in your hometown with a badass band like the Algiers, now you're doing something. And, like, that was, they're so amazing. How was, like, how did that come about? And, like, did you get to hang out with them? And like, how was it? I didn't know you toured with them, but how was touring with them? Oh my God. It's a whole love story. Um, so we ended up opening for them at Grog, um, when they came here. Yeah. Um, I want to say in 2016 or 2017, um, I want to say 2016, um, it might not have been that soon, but uh, we ended up opening for them, and it was so amazing because we got to sound check, and they were sound checking, and their um, their bassist, uh, and also he is um, he writes a lot of the music as well. Um, Ryan, um, he walks over to us <laughs> to Latoya and I and says, "Hi, my name's Ryan." 
what's your name? <laughs> and we're like, uh, we're Kyle and Latoya. And he's like, oh, cool. Nice to meet you. And then he's like, we'll talk soon. Got to finish sound check. And like walks back on stage. And it was an instant connection. And we saw them perform and we fell in love. And so we ended up inviting them to um, back to the studio where we um, were rehearsing uh, for a while at that time. At God to Culture, where God to Culture was on 52nd and Lorraine. And uh, we hung out on the back porch and talked and laughed. And probably like a day later, um, their road manager was reaching out to us like, hey, would you guys be interested in touring with them? And we're like, yeah, okay. And we ended up going on a tour with them. And it was like, you know, the relationship just got even better. And um, we toured with them for the Southern tour. And then their most recent album, uh, There Is No Year, Latoya and I were invited to New York to um, record Whoa. Um, record on their album for their single, uh, Dispossession. And uh, we were able to just connect even more and love on them and support them. And then as soon as I got back from Paris, I got an email um from their uh, manager asking Latoya and I to come and perform on the Stephen Colbert uh, show. Uh, so we went out there and we were able to do that. So uh, wow. it's been crazy. It's been, been a crazy insane. ride. Hey, that's um, so cool. So yeah, that, it's, that, it's been beautiful. That singles out. I'll tag that in that's this the, too. The, the, that singles out and their album is, is, uh, is also out. I'm sorry. Um, so just to be able to listen to, you know, that work, that piece of work and know that, like, I was able to be a part of that and that they were gracious enough to invite us and even invite us um, to do the Colbert show with them um, wow. was such a beautiful experience. Yeah, I saw that on the on your Instagram and I was going to ask you about it, but I didn't know. I didn't know the context of it. Like, I didn't see I don't maybe I didn't read it right and didn't see Algiers tagged in it. But Wow. That. I didn't post a lot of information about it um, because at the time um, we weren't allowed to really post about it. And I wanted gotcha. to be respectful of um, Algiers. You know, that was yeah. their big moment. And I didn't want to announce, you know, before they had the opportunity to announce. But they were like, go ahead and, you know, any pictures you want to <laughs> post, post. So everybody was kind of upset, like, well, what's happening? Like, what's going on? And um I couldn't really say much until, you know, they went live with it. So, wow. That's, oh, that's so cool. Like, it was fun. Oh, wow. It was so fun. Wow. And, okay. So, so when that, that actually posted or that actually happened though, like, right? Yes. That's our, yes. I can, I can that tag aired. that performance too. Okay. Yep. That aired already. So, um, any, anyone can go see it and view it. Um, it was an amazing experience. Stephen Colbert is amazing. Did you get to meet him uh, and stuff? Was he I a... did. He was very, very kind. He, uh, was he the he character or was he the guy? He was he was he was the guy. He was yeah? like very okay, genuine cool. and very nice. He approached uh he approached everybody right before um like literally ten seconds before um we went live. <laughs> no <And> pressure. <laughs> he walked up, he walks up and he's like, Hey, how are you? Thank you so much for being here, blah blah. And I'm like looking at him like Okay, now I don't remember my words, like my lyrics. So, uh, but it was a great experience, and he was very graceful. And everybody on set, you know, who's a part of the Stephen Colbert show, was so graceful and so kind. Um, 
as well as uh, Matador Records, you know, that's uh, Algiers record label. They were grace, you know, just very gracious with us and so sweet. Wow, that's amazing. That is so because like I looked up your name and put Colbert after it, and I wasn't finding anything, and that's why. Cause... <laughs> oh yeah, no, because it was with Algiers. Yeah, that's so cool. But I'm coming soon. I'll be on there soon. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> was it so when you're primarily playing solo? Are you doing the opera stuff? Um, uh, so I'm doing both. I'm doing, uh, the opera, uh, or the operas, uh, that I've been doing with Richard Kennedy. And then I also have my solo division, uh, which is just Kyle Kidd. And, um, I always say Kyle Kidd and company because, uh, I have, you know, all these amazing, um, independent, uh, musicians who have agreed to be a part of, you know, what I'm trying to do. And they're always interchanging. So yeah. uh, sometimes I'll have a cello, uh, someone playing cello and then I'll have, I always have Pete, uh, Sadek, who is also a part of Warning a Black Star. Nice. Um, but he's playing guitar. Um, and we have, um, we've collaborated together and composed and written these songs together um, what I'm doing in my solo division. So he's always there, but we have Teresa May, who's playing trumpet, and uh, Leah Hohenfeld, who is uh, our flautist. So um, it's it's been a thing. I think I've seen some clips from Guide the Culture. Like, was there a show there that you guys did with uh, that layout? I think uh, my friend Joe Rangel, he played with Alexa, uh, not Alexa, um, Boyd, uh, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, Alyssa Boyd. Alyssa Boyd, thank you. Um, that that might have been Morning a Black Star. That was okay. not that wasn't me. You. Um, that wasn't Morning a Black. I mean, that wasn't uh, me and my solo division. Um, but we have we've we've been around Cleveland. I just recently, after I came back from Paris, I had the great opportunity of. Uh, doing uh, the Rock Hall for Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, I saw um, that on your gram, too. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was, like, the one thing that brought me back to the States because I would have stayed in Europe. <laughs> but um, I was excited, very, very excited to do that. So um, we did that, and uh, we, I, I don't know. We've done a, a few different things around the city. So. Yeah. Was it, yeah. How was the Europe as an experience from going from here to there? Oh, it was so fabulous. It was so amazing. Um, it was it was great to see so many people um like just just going about their way, doing what they're doing, you know, different from what I'm used to here at home in the Midwest in Cleveland. Um and then the stairs, they, yeah. you know, they're stopping and staring. And <laughs> it was so funny. People were like stopping and saying, can I take a picture with you? And like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, and I'm just looking like, OK, uh, sure. Um, so that was a that was a funny experience. And, um, it was cool. Wow. It was a great experience. I've always wanted to go out of the country and like just see how like life is somewhere else. And with oh. with the goal of playing a show. So you're living one of my dreams for sure. That's amazing. You, I mean, listen, you should, I encourage anybody, like, if you have the opportunity, take it to whether it's, you know, going to uh, France or um, to Spain, wherever you're going to go, you know, it's worth it because, you know, you get to, you get a very broad idea or a different um, experience of what, how other people live and the beauty of how, um, 
they live in, you know, different cultures. Um, and they were all just, like I said, they were all just so fabulous. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm a soul singer. So, you know, I, I went to the funny story. I, um, I was in a restaurant the last day of filming, we closed up filming and we decided to all go to dinner together and we're at the restaurant and, uh, our waiter is talking and he's like, so are you all like, now everybody in the restaurant is staring at us. And so we're just like, oh my God, this is so weird. And so the the waiter comes over and he's like, yeah, so like, are you all like performers? Or like, what do you do? And we're like, oh yeah, we're filming a movie, blah, blah, blah. And everybody at the table is like, and Kyle's a singer. And I'm like, what are you all like, what is happening here? And so he's like, all right, well, you got to sing us a song. And so like the owner of the restaurant walks over and all these people are like, yeah, sing a song. So I sing. And what did you the sing? table, I sang one of my favorite songs, uh, Summertime from Porgy and Bess. Nice, nice. Um, and the table behind us turns around and I look up and Cara Delevingne is Whoa. at the table behind us and she walks over and she's like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm <laughs> Kyle, who are you? And she's like, I'm Cara. And I'm like, oh, cool. And it turned into a full night of partying uh, with Cara Delevingne. Wow. Um, and I missed my flight back to the States. <laughs> And so I ended up in Paris for an extra day. That's um, so cool. But it, like the whole experience was like that, like just kind of like dropping whatever you came in with as an expectation and kind of going with it. And it was beautiful. It was just so fun. And they were so open and just, you know, open to receiving everything that we were there to offer and do. And it was so good. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. trying to get working the flight thing had to suck. <laughs> Figuring that out the next yeah, day. Yeah, that that was like kind of very much. It sucked a lot. Uh, like my mother like yelled at me for a little bit, and uh, <laughs> you know, but I made it home. That was the biggest thing. True, making true. it home. <laughs> so wow, it was good. That's, that's so cool. Like every story you've told me has been just like blowing my mind. I'm excited to keep you. Tell me more. <laughs> my, well, listen, my life is, so cool. is very. Uh, it can be very dramatic, but you know, I've learned to live with it. So. Well, it seems to just jump from minute to minute. So I met, which is much good. There's got to be some stuff that sucks, but man, the good's been like incredible <laughs> i mean the parts the parts that suck you know i kind of just take them as as they come and you know either i can sit around and be like oh my god this sucks this sucks this sucks or i could say this sucks but i'm gonna do what the hell i need to do with it to make it work in my favor if possible and uh that's just kind of the position that i've chosen to take because you know there are always struggles especially when you're an independent artist you know your work the work that you do solely depends on you getting booked and you know also people liking it to invite you back to do it sure. and things like that so it, you you you're this this experience as an artist um any kind of artist any kind of art you make it humbles you um to see the thing the simpler things as just as good you know sure. and the bad for things sure. is just as good and so. i think uh, when you're working with booking it doesn't even you can be amazing and a part of the de the degree of you getting booked back isn't necessarily musical talent or anything you bring to the table. It's did you convey the public to or persuade the public to come see you? And like yeah. that's one thing as an artist, or at least performing artist, you have basically no control over how people react. 
You have no control over how they define the experience of seeing you. You have no control over how they show up or if they do. So all you can do is go there and keep swinging. And I think what you said is solid advice. Yeah, well, and and also, you know, like, I I don't solely um, depend on people to necessarily like what I'm doing. You know, I'm doing it also because it's what I feel like I need to do in order to live and in order to feel whole. So, you know, it's a both and there, depending on, you know, um, what your intentions are. But um, I'm just kind of doing what feels right for me. And it might strike gold and it might, you know, just be silver. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, for sure. But that kind of goes back to what we said earlier. There's enough room for everyone to, you know, to do what they do and be appreciated to the max that they can be appreciated to. Yeah. 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 And that's why I feel like community is so important because, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what the masses think of what you're doing, your community, um, when it's solid and very supportive, you always have that to come back to. So, um, you know, I always tell people, everybody, everywhere that I've gone, whether it's New York or Chicago or, you know, Europe, everyone's always asking me like, well, what's Cleveland like? What's Cleveland like? And, you know, my consistent thing is like, you know, one thing that I love about our scene, although at times it can be divided, is like we all show up and support one another when we can. And um, I know that's not the truth of a lot of places, you know, especially places like New York and L.A. and Atlanta, where everybody is an artist and, you know, trying to like figure out what lane is for them or, for sure. you know, so for sure. I appreciate that. And what's, it, it is weird. Cause like, um, with sea level, we haven't done it. It's like a full tour, like morning and black star has done, but we do weekend warrior dashes. And oh, like, nice. so I'll pick a state, book a couple shows. We'll dar out, do those come back or I'll do it myself. And then like two months later, I bring the band back or a month. You know what I mean? Like right, uh, right, right. just trying to be a little strategic because like how you're saying housing and all that is a big deal and makes it a real hustle to get yeah. through it. But when people ask me about what Cleveland's like, it's pretty much exactly what you said, because New York is such a big, vast place that it's hard to latch on to anyone's attention anywhere within yeah. that that grid because there's so much going on as it is. And like, yeah, and. Everybody wants to make it, whatever make it, making it means, you know, everybody has this idea of like making it. And like you said earlier, like there's room for all of us to have, um, have our own collective space. Um, but so a lot of people, I feel sometimes lose sight of that. Um, and the process. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it gets weird and I just, I'm glad that I, can say that Cleveland, um, we in Cleveland, of the people, artists that I know and that I'm connected to, we try and support one another as much as we can, even if it means sharing um, content or sharing a post saying a friend's album is out with our, you know, with our immediate network and things like that. Yeah, no, like the biggest thing a a big artist can do for a local artist is share their thing, even if they don't like it. You know what I mean? Like if if the Rolling Stones shared Morning of Black, you know what I mean? Like that would, it it doesn't matter. Just the little acknowledgement from like a big full-time, it's a big thing. And like. I've been I've been on this Joe Strummer kick lately, so I'm bringing up a bunch of quotes. But he's got this quote about without people, you're nothing. 
And the more I've been doing these interviews and online just things and like it's that's never rang truer than than now. It's, and it's like, a real thing. And I think that's it. I think that's so cool that you guys find that so important and, you know, keep that in foresight of the band and individually. Yeah, well, and I think it's, it also comes back to knowing where you came from and knowing how you, you know, um, made it to, you know, made it over those humps. Yeah. Um, that you may have, that we may have had and that we're going to continue to have. Um, but Cleveland and has been so good to us, as, uh, along with other places, like as we ventured out, you know, yeah. all of our friends and family um, in Chicago and New York and just on the East Coast period in, in the Midwest and Columbus, yeah. like we have very, very, very um, great support from, you know, people that we love and that makes all the difference. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, when you have your people and they're putting on for you, it makes a world of a difference 100 and it makes you want to keep going yeah well yeah that's the thing like if you have one decent show let's say you do a run you know like the first show three shows are like because they're on wednesday to friday you know the, mm-hmm. the wednesday night the thursday night sucks but you get to the third friday gig and it's good and you're like yes let's keep going two more weeks yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and and it's been like that for us like you know we might not feel 100% like totally sold. Um, and this is with Morning a Black Star and Solo, um, things that I've been doing. We may not feel 100% like, oh, like that was the best show. But, you know, when you get back to why you're doing it and, you know, um, the music we create is for the community and telling the truth of, you know, um, that be within our society right now, a lot of our music is surrounded around that and just love. And, you know, once you get back to the basics of that, you feel this, you know, nudge of encouragement to say, listen, it might not have been the best, but there's still a message to be had here. And if, if we can get one person to feel something, um, whatever, whatever that emotion may be, yeah. then we're doing it right. hundred percent. Um, so, yeah. Do you, uh, side, side note, do you know the Robin Blake sound experiment crew? I do. Okay. I know Robin. Okay, cool. Because like I was playing with Robin for a while. I was their sub guitar player when Joe couldn't mm-hmm. make it, and before Seth came back in. Um, so I was playing with him for a bit. And did you? Did you? I don't think. I remember he was trying to get Morning a Black Star to do one of the Creation Fest. I don't. Yes. I don't think it came to fruition for the last two. I, 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 for some reason, if I remember right, cause I don't do booking, but yeah. if I remember, but I talked to Robin like here and there, um, it was just like probably like booking conflicts of, gotcha. you know, us either having something already or being out of town or something like that. But, um, I love Robin. He's I love, the best. He's so oh talented. My God. Like just, just a sweet person and always, um, encouraging and always supportive. Um, and I just think you're just one of the most talented musicians in Cleveland. Um, that's okay. That's, so, yeah. That's another connection I wanted to make. So, I remember the first Curation Fest. I played it solo uh, mm-hmm. for all of them. And then the last one, my band played it. And then I also played with Robin that night. Um, and, like, uh, we, what was I going to say? The first one was for a, a benefit for the LGBTQ. Um, for what your your first job was, or the job yeah, that you left. Yeah. And at that time, I think it lined up, were you still there? 
If the first one, let me see, the first one would have been in 2018. Yeah, because, right, 2018. So I I would have, I left the LGBT Center March of 2018, I want to say. I want to say it was March of 2018 because this would mark my second year. Yeah, so okay. I would have been there in March. Okay. And, yeah. Oh, man. I wonder, he probably talked to you. That's so cool. Okay, yeah. That guy, Robin's the best. I just wanted to make that connection. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm still very much connected with the LGBT Center, so yeah. um, we might have probably um, had conversation about, um, you know, that it being a benefit for the LGBT Center and things like that. So. Gotcha. Oh, cool. And one thing before we kind of wrap up here, I wanted to ask you about, because um, I... Uh, as well as being a teacher, I'm a full-time performer as well. I do a lot of acoustic stuff, and then I front a band. Mm-hmm. So I spend a lot of time singing and talking, and I noticed you had a couple posts about losing your voice. And, mm-hmm. like, I to say I'm a singer compared to what you do is insane because, like— Stop. <laughs> no, I mean it because you rip and, like—but when you—and you're full out, and, you know, you go all for it, How? what's the recovery process look like for you when you do lose your voice? Uh, first and foremost, you got to be disciplined. Um, you know, I, I steam a lot. Um, I have to do steam therapy. I have to, uh, it's all about diet. Um, you know, canceling out, um, dairy and, um, making sure that I'm really committed to, um, just staying within my routine and getting rest. You know, like I said, like I'm always going, 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 going. I don't know how to sit down. So like telling myself that, um, I need to sit down, take, you know, take some time to rest, not talk to anyone. I have to totally isolate myself. Um, when, when we're touring, or when I'm on the road, I have a, a a mobile steamer that I take with me. So before shows, I'm steaming. After shows, I'm steaming. Um, just because it's a muscle. And, yeah. you know, once you do work um, with your muscles, you have to give it some type of therapy. And so um, it's just really me being disciplined. And so when I lost my voice, I was not following through with what I needed to necessarily be doing to take care of myself um, because I also want to always make sure that I'm following through with the things that I say I'm going to do. So I kind of stressed it. So it probably took longer for me to recover because I wasn't doing um, what I needed to do, um, you know, from a, from a, um, from the rip kind of from the rip and you know i've talked to a bunch of vocal professionals and all of them who i have relationships with and they're on the you know on one end giving great information like yeah this is what you should do but then also them knowing me personally are like i know you're not taking care of yourself and you're probably still <laughs> whispering and da, 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 da. so um but that's really my biggest thing and um just trying to make sure that i'm uh, for me, also, a big piece of it is making sure that I'm singing the truth gotcha. um, and being honest about, um, you know, I'm making sure I really understand all the things that I'm singing about. That is a big thing for me as well. So one thing I, I if I can quote you, you said sometimes you get caught up um, in the spirit of truth. Mm-hmm. And like that resonated with me. I was like, that's profound. And I, I think that goes into exactly what you just said, that if that's your practice and that's like mm-hmm. your, uh, 
your state of just well-being when you are singing that you're coming from that mm-hmm. that's, that's profound that's amazing <laughs> I, I, well I, and i think um sometimes we get caught up um depending on going back to the idea of what we were saying about like making it and wanting to make um, music that everybody loves. We get caught up in like the fads of being trendy and being all of this, which is fine too, but just make sure the truth of who you are is still in it. And that's something that I try and um, stay grounded in every day as much as possible. Cause I, you know, I get asked to do a lot of different things. Like, Oh, will you sing on this track? And will you sing this song? And will you record this? And, you know, I always have to take time and find myself within it to, in order to make sure that I'm revealing the truth of, you know, where I stand in that. And if I can't find the truth, I can't sing it. True. So (laughs) that's amazing. Well, that's a, that's a, I guess, uh, as far as like, being someone where you are getting all these offers and like it's hard a lot of times i think for people to say no i don't know if this is like uh you probably would know more because you've had more uh, uh um travel abroad but like i don't know if it's an american thing like most people are like yes okay all right i'll do it just to do mm-hmm. it type of deal and like to step back and say no and to go back to the self-care like and sticking to the self-care is I think it's a really profound skill to develop and a muscle to have within yourself. And I think if anything comes from this uh, madness of being locked with ourselves, hopefully people start to develop that. <laughs> well, I, I, no, I still struggle saying no, um, because a lot of the people who are asking me are friends and I have personal relationships with them. Um, but for me, it now has come back to as well. Like I've pushed some of my personal projects or things that I want to embark on to the side um, and and put other people first. And now I'm at that point where I can honestly have a genuine conversation with someone and say, hey, I would love to do this. But right now I can't because I have to put me first in this situation to make sure that I'm continuing on with you know, my personal projects and seeing them through. So it's, a, I still struggle with it now, you know, and yeah. a lot of times I'm always like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, um, before we wrap up here, what do you got coming out? Do you got anything coming out that, uh, you can plug here if I may, uh, <laughs> enter, enter the realm of plug. <laughs> so I'm going to say this, I, I can't reveal everything that I would love to be able to share with you now, but I have a lot of things coming. Um, I'm working on, I'm still working on my EP, which, um, is going to come soon. I'm just kind of like really trying to figure out how to hone it in, but, um, I want to encourage everybody to follow me on Facebook, um, <clears throat> which is just my name, Kyle kid. And then my, um, Instagram, which is at Kyle kid music, um, or, you know, check out my website, kylekid.com, um, as well as my Patreon to support me, um, and follow what what's happening. So, um, and some, then I have a YouTube page. Gotcha. You're doing it. You got it. Everything. I was about to say so, the Patreon, um, but with the oh, there's another thing I wanted to ask you about before. Yes. The, the Bernie rally, that got yes. canceled, right? Yes. Literally, like five minutes before we walked on for our sound check, they were like, "Oh, the governor shut everything down." So it's not happening. <laughs> but the hype behind that had to be sweet. That had to be like exciting. Oh, it was amazing. And then to know that we had it and we couldn't say anything yeah. for a while. Uh. Uh, <laughs> it was it was amazing. And I was very excited to like meet him and um just, you know, be a part of that experience. Um, not necessarily like 
trying to take a political position and saying, you know, I'm endorsing this um, this uh, candidate or whatever. It was more so just the idea of having the ability to have a position. And I yeah. wanted, I, I felt like uh, us as Morning a Black Star together as a unit, it was more of just encouraging people to um, rally behind what they believe in. Yeah. And um, having the ability to have that voice because, you know, the majority of uh, Morning a Black Star are, um, you know, of African American, are, are, are African Americans. And there was a point in time in our history where African Americans weren't seen as a whole person and were not able to vote and or even exercise their voice um, of saying, I would love to endorse, uh, endorse this candidate, whoever it may have been. So that in itself was um, a moment that, you know, was very important and powerful for each of us individually in our lives. Um, so that was, you know, it, it, it was it was a sad moment. But at the same time, I'm glad that, you know, um, us as a state, you know, and our governor chose to take the precautions yeah. um, that he took because, you know, here we are in the middle of a pandemic and Ohio is, you know, you know, supposedly we're doing pretty well as far as like our response. So, um, but there will be more times. There For will sure. be more times For to sure. have opportunities like that. So, and the fact that you guys were offered it and took it with that much responsibility and that took it that close to heart just shows how more opportunities like that are going to come your guys' way and you're going to be as equally. Um, responsible and proactive about it and like i hope that so that's a bummer it got canceled but that's awesome that you guys got the offer and like yeah like i was talking to the guy who put it on and he was saying like so many people had sent all these different bands and he was like and then you all just came across my table and i like kind of just shut it down immediately everybody and i was like this is the band that's going to perform and Hell i was yeah. like oh my god thanks <laughs> and so it was a great experience to hear you know that from their team and everything so cool well, all right. So another, you've been with your Patreon. Just so uh, people know, you do got content on there that you have yes. to. You got the. You got the. There's stuff on there that you can't just see. You got to pay to see it, like the Beyonce bloopers, yeah. which sounds awesome. Yes, yes. So um, we have our Patreon up. Um, it's still very, very new. Um, but we do have a few patrons on there who are keeping up with us. Um, we're only asking $5, but th you are not limited to just $5. You can um, you can pledge as much as you want. But um, we have so much content that we are uh, sifting through right now that we're just going to be posting, 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 posting. And um, when my EP is available and the singles that are going to go with um, my EP and some other things that I'm working on, they're going to be there available first. So all of our patrons will have early access to any music that I'm putting out as well Beautiful. as any video content that I'm going to be putting out. Um, and then I'll be also uploading stories from my travels, my international travels as well during um, the operas. So Wow, that's please, awesome. please, please, if you are interested in supporting, that is the best way to support me because I am an independent artist and I'm doing this myself. Like, whatever is in my pocket is what I have to put forward in order to continue to create my art. So um, community means everything to me. And I want to, you know, be a true representation of if, if a community uh, rallies behind what they believe in, this is what it can look like. Well, that's beautiful. And I think well said, and I think that's, that's what we'll leave it on. That's so Patreon, uh, the Friday, eight o'clock virtual CLE, your house, 
Kyle Kidd, Casey Berger. Yes, I had it right. right. I had it right when I interviewed him, and then like yes. I that little that little thing above the G that threw me for the whole time. I'm yes, like, uh. but yeah, he's awesome. And if you're looking for LA stuff, you should talk to him. So talented, amazing so awesome. Artist. It's going to be an amazing show. Tune in, friends. Kyle, thank you so much for your time. This has been great. I've, uh, this has been thank you. This has been awesome. It has been. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. And thank you for what you're doing, keeping people connected to local artists and what's happening and what they can be involved in as we're all going through this um, very um, uncertain uncertain time right now. But um, this is what makes it worth it and keeps us all together. So thank you for what you're doing. Well, thanks. All right, Kyle. Well, I will see you Friday. Yes, you have a good one. Thank and you. You too. Be well. Likewise. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Later.